Hi guys, welcome to See You at the Party, Rita. Uh, I'm Aaron Frescas, and with me, as always, is Joseph Beck Castro. Welcome. Alrighty, and uh, this week we are going to be watching and discussing the, uh, what, what year was this? 2002, technically. Okay, 2002 movie, Collateral Damage. I, I called the last one a hit when I said Arnold's hit, but I don't know if this one was. I think this was one of the last movies before he... Actually, I think Terminator 3 was, but yeah, this was one of the last few. Yeah, so um, this movie, from what I remember, and this is just off the top of my head, so you fact check me and tell me I'm wrong. And I am wrong, you're probably right, because I didn't fact check, so <laughs> shut up, nerds. But um, this movie was scheduled to be released around, uh, I think... Right around 9-11, yes. 2001. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of about, you know, terrorism and blah, blah, blah. And then it just kind of, uh, the whole 9-11 thing happened and that kind of pushed everything back. So uh, while it came out in 2002, it wasn't originally scheduled for that. Uh, did you watch this movie in the theater? Did I watch this with you? Uh, I watched it in a theater. I watched... You might have been there? I don't exactly I remember. I think I remember watching with Ben, but I don't remember who else was there. I remember watching with Richard. But I don't remember who else Maybe was there. Maybe was with you. So I don't know. There's a very good possibility that that, 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 that that happened. Okay. When was the last time you watched this? Probably when I watched it in theaters. <laughs> um, yeah, because it, it never... Maybe because of like, like the 9-11 parallels, it never... Was it ever on TV? No. Like, I never remember it being on TV. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just remember it from when it came out, and then no one, aside from like our conversations, like no one really talked about it or never gets mentioned in the zeitgeist or anything, you know? Yeah. Um, because it also because of all that, it didn't really, you know, we just uh got done with uh not the eraser eraser, um, and that had like a big marketing push and all that stuff, and this movie just felt like kind of a movie that uh kind of came out you know and had its run they're like oh shit we made this movie 9-11 happened we need to get some money back like throw it in theaters and yeah exactly like a movie that they a had day. to put out there just to yeah um yeah but this was actually the first uh like movie i went and saw i mean not by myself obviously as with people but like as an adult you know like somebody didn't take me Without to your parents yeah yeah or you know somebody else i mean not the first arnold movie i should mm-hmm. say but you know this was i think this was with same for me too actually yeah because this was you know when we were hanging out post high school uh give you a little little peek behind the curtain at her age there um <laughs> you know when we were all hanging out and before we were allowed to drink legally um and like which, hang out at bars and a, shit. still had a lot of fun which yeah i don't <laughs> I, I, I don't know how we did that but <laughs> yeah uh, I think the just drinking is trying to recapture that feeling of hanging out. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. All that weird shit that we did. Uh, but yeah, this was uh, this was like the, you know, we used to go to the movies all the time. You know, we snuck into a lot of movies. Sorry, San Marco Cinema. Um, but this was like the first movie that we went and watched as adults, even though we're, yeah. we're barely adults, that... You know, we were able to drive ourselves to. We had jobs, like we can buy the ticket. We didn't need anybody to take us there. Well, like at least one, one or two of us bought a ticket. Yeah, exactly. And then the ticket drop. Yeah, <laughs> either the ticket drop or the let somebody in the back door. 
but yeah i really like that ticket drop do you remember were you there when they caught us but they couldn't figure out what we did no i mean maybe but <laughs> i don't remember they kicked us out but they couldn't figure out exactly how we got in because we had like all of us were in and we all came in with the ticket and then they knew we weren't all supposed to be in there because there was too many people in there but i don't know it was i can't remember what movie that that, that was during either i know ben was there but it was it was just funny because it was like you could tell like they didn't i don't know yeah they couldn't figure out the plot of us just what yeah, was it exactly oh because they they saw one of us open the back door uh the side door ah and then drop the tickets they didn't see it they didn't see him drop the tickets. well yeah though. but that's well because there was that yeah. move there was the let him just letting them in the back door then there's also a move of like buying two tickets two people go in one person goes out with both tickets hands one to the <laughs> other person and they walk back in like here's my ticket and the person's like all right cool come on in yeah anyway do you remember liking the movie i probably did just because it was an arnold movie but okay like it's Same. yeah there's not really anything memorable about it you know there's probably a line which could happen or could not have happened which is just like i it's just collateral I damage was, it was something about him throwing the axe at, at the at the like villain and then saying something but i can't remember what the line is are you thinking of stick around no that's now, now i want to look but yeah that's all that's all that's all i got for that so yeah that, i'm kind of looking forward to it just because i haven't seen it in a long time yeah uh sorry listeners there's not much to this intro because we don't really remember much from the movie nope yeah okay well see you soon all right so you want collateral damage huh the fuck are you? i give you fucking collateral damage hi guys we're back after watching the movie uh so real quick before we get started in our last episode we brought in a guest in order to get like a kind of different perspective of the movies from someone who didn't necessarily grow up with them well we both had a good time with that and decided to keep it going so joining joe and i today is laura welcome hello hey hello Bye. thanks for joining us how's it going absolutely good how are you doing good good joe how's it going good good how's Better. your guys weekend was, uh days of the week mean nothing to me so i <laughs> it's just a day same yeah i just basically woke up woke up woke up worked on the site got that going Nice. And try to figure out this audio setup and got annoyed. Yeah. And then watch the movie. Okay, so before we uh like get into it, I have a couple of quick like Schwarzenegger related questions for Laura to start. Okay. First off, were you a fan of uh Schwarzenegger movies before you met Joe? I I not really, but I wasn't not a fan. I just wasn't super exposed to Arnold as a whole growing up. I that has definitely changed in the last nine years. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've watched a lot of them now, and I am a fan. Okay. Um, and so, okay, so you actually do, like, like when he's like, hey, let's watch a movie, or you're kind of like, okay, cool. Like, because Erica's yeah. usually kind of like, eh, whatever. It, I mean, it depends on which one and what kind of mood I'm in, obviously, but yeah. it's usually somewhere between, yeah, all right, or cool, that sounds good. I'm curious, which... Uh, which actors do you guys, um, I, I don't know if Joe has like a, like there's like a one that Joe doesn't like too, but like that he'll watch a movie and where you're like, ugh. I don't know if there's, if we have an actor like that, but yeah, I, no, I can't think of an actor that we have like that. Oh, okay. Say anything because my memory's awful. Yeah, for me it's Mark Ruffalo. Uh, really? Joe, Joe hates him. Yeah, he just bothers the shit out yeah. of me. 
Why? Why? You know, okay. I don't know. It just bothers me. Sorry, Mark Ruffalo, if you're listening, uh, first of all. <laughs> thank you. Uh, second of all, sorry, man. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, hope, hopefully you don't, you know, unsubscribe from this after that. Uh, but just know, you know, this is some constructive criticism. Yeah, like, I like, like, what reason? You're like, I don't know. Just there's yeah. something about you I don't like. I don't know what it is. Okay, so yeah. so stop doing that. Whatever. <laughs> how many, uh, Laura? How many movies would you have you seen? Do you know? Have you seen like all of them, or did he show you all of them? Or I think he's done like forty um, movies. I'm I'm certain I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen a good number. There's probably not too many that I've seen multiple times. Okay. Um, taking a wild guess i'd say i've seen at least a dozen but i'd honestly have to look at a list to okay uh would you what's your favorite one that you have seen I, this might just be joe's influence but i love the terminator one those ones are some of the better ones i'd say yeah terminator one and two are just they're just good movies yeah for you know, sure aside from uh then uh it's the one with jamie lee curtis i like that one true lies true, uh, true lies that one's good yeah, yeah i like that one um, yeah, those are those are probably my favorites. Were there yeah. any that you actually that you didn't like, or what's your least favorite? If not, uh, I can only do the um, the Christmas one. Do it all the way. <laughs> yes. Once in a while, that's that's once a year. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. it's only on yeah. Even once a year is a little too much. I think I think for that one. So you'd already seen this movie before, Collateral Damage, before this week then? I, I saw it a couple of weeks ago when you guys started talking about doing this one, and that might have been the first time. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was, pretty sure that was the first time, so I've now seen it twice. Okay. Yeah, cool. because we're professionals, we watch it once, probably while drinking, and then watch it again, taking notes, also probably while drinking, but, you know, gotta go through it twice. Oh yes, you definitely have to go through it twice. Uh... All right, well, uh, that's all for the, the question part. So I guess we can get into the regular episode. Yeah? Okay, so start uh, off with... Just looking at the list of Arnold movies, I've seen at least 25. Damn. So, after so just like a, after just a quick glance, about, yeah, at least 25. That's pretty good, because uh, there's like 40 for sure that are his... Uh, he has like 80 movies that he's in, but 40 that he has as far as like his movies. I'm assuming you haven't seen more than Joe... Then, right, Joe? I highly doubt it. Okay. Yeah, uh, so the, this movie was directed by Andrew Davis, who also directed The Fugitive, Holes, and the Steven Seagal movie Above the Law. Okay, so it was written by David and Peter Griffiths, who, uh, with the story credit by Ronald Roos. According to the Wikipedia, the original script uh, had the same plot, but would have addressed American policy in the Middle East by taking place in Libya. So they decided on Colombia because it, quote, had not been used extensively and touched on a current geopolitical conflict area. Apparently, uh, activist Stan Goff worked as a military advisor, but later said that the movie sucked and he regretted wow. taking the job because the finished product was, quote, yet another guns and fireballs macho death cult fascist film myth. Yeah. Smart words. People uh, really turned on this after... Like, just, just the time it came out was bad. Like, bad timing. But anyway, the movie was shot in L.A., New York, D.C., with the Columbia scenes being shot in Mexico. Uh, it had a budget of $85 million and was originally supposed to be released on October 5th, 2001, 
but was postponed till February 8th due to September 11th attacks. Sense. But uh, it opened at number one at the box office, beating out such classics as Big Fat Liar and Rollerball, which is awesome. Rollerball? <laughs> I don't even remember that. Was, uh, Chris Klein was in that and Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Huh. Yeah, and uh, it was actually Arnold's first number one movie in about five years since. Uh, um, Racer? No. Uh, days. Batman. Six Day. Batman. Yeah. So, uh, regardless of that, it only managed to make back $78 million of its $85 million budget and was the lowest grossing movie, like his lowest grossing movie dating all the way back to Red Heat. Well, they got three more dollars out of me today, so um, <laughs> they're going to add that to the pile. Where did you watch it the first time? YouTube. Yeah, yeah they deleted everything. Was, yeah. Like, so I just rented it on YouTube because I got a bunch of free Google money. Oh, they, they deleted it within the last couple days because i finished it i think two or three no i finished it last week actually so i haven't watched it in a week but yeah within this week but uh this it also only made 40 million domestic so uh like it only made half its money domestic and then everything else which i guess sounds about right but anyway there wasn't really any promotional stuff that i could find for it uh which at first i found kind of weird because it came out in like the internet age or whatever but then started making sense as I kept finding like review after review just shitting on it because of the time it was released, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did find a couple of behind the scenes featurette featurettes that really try to like drive home the fact that the character is kind of just a normal guy. There's one. Yeah. Uh, I think we just watched one of those. Oh, did, did you? Okay, so let me. I'm gonna show you uh, here. Still hear me? Okay. Hey. Arnold is the quintessential man of a mission, right? But in this story, it allowed him to play a normal character in the sense that he's a regular guy. He's not a Terminator. He's not a pregnant father. That's that's pretty much it right there. <laughs> yes, we did just watch that one because that's a great line. He's not a Terminator. He's not a pregnant father. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was just like, wow, that's uh But yeah, uh, <laughs> I love that. Did you guys watch both the featurettes? No, just that one. Okay. So, uh, so that that one basically starts with a little tribute to firefighters, and then you saw it, like introduces you to the cast and the plot, and then spends the last five minutes jerking off Arnold Schwarzenegger's ego by like basically yep. having the cast and crew say how much fun it was to work with them, and then uh, yeah, but it seemed genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was I think I thought it was just funny that they had that in there. The uh, only other thing I could find that was kind of interesting was a clip of Bill Hader on Conan. Uh, which you guys might have seen. It's like a, there was a popular deep fake video of, of it that went sort of yeah. viral like a year ago. I was a PA on, a, on an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called Collateral Damage. And um, I went, hey, what, all right. Uh, yeah, one was like, hey, hold on, hey. Uh, no, and that was the big line in that movie was, open up the door, there's a bomb in there. <laughs> the first time I met him, the first time I met him, I go, uh, he comes up to me and he, he had his cigar in his mouth and he goes, uh, where is Jeff and Peter? That's his hair and makeup guys. Yeah. And I go, uh, I, I, I don't know, I'll find them. And he goes, find them, show me your leadership capability. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it right there. I have the time to close right now. Anyway, okay, so that's pretty much all I have for that until, and I'll do the rest of it at the end, but going through the movie now? Yeah. Okay, cool. So this is definitely shorter than last time, so it shouldn't take nearly as long. Sweet. Um, so it starts off with a fire in an apartment building or some like something, and it enters Arnold's character, Gordy Brewer, 
who is a firefighter with the Los Angeles, Angeles Fire Department. A girl is being escorted out, and she tells him that her grandma is trapped. So they head up. Yeah. Uh, so Arnold dives over a hole in the ground. Uh, he gets to the lady, gives her his oxygen mask, then picks her up and carries her out. Place pretty much blows up right as his wife Jasmine wakes up startled. And I wasn't sure if she dreamed the whole last scene or not. Also, I'm not sure if his wife's name is Jasmine or not, because I don't think it's ever actually said, and I'm too, I was too lazy to look it up when I was writing this, so. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote down wife. Okay, yeah. see, they never it's mention like, it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, there's always the consummate good, good guy, Arnold. You know, he's always got some open job or position. Uh, that's when he's a fireman. Um, but also, he's still like a bit of a loose cannon. But he's a loose cannon. Oh, yeah, when they're like, yeah. don't go in there, Gordy. Don't tell me what to do. He goes and he jumps <laughs> over the thing. Yeah, have my mask. <laughs> yeah, he's just like what a loose cannon a fireman would be. Yeah, exactly. So she gets out of bed and walks over to where Arnold and his son are finishing building a Lego spaceship. Arnold mentions that he thinks the kid has a sore throat, so Jasmine makes a doctor's appointment. So she, tell, she tells Arnold that uh, she can take him to the appointment, but that Arnold will need to pick them up so she can go to work from, from the, uh, meet them to pick him up. Anyway, a couple of things. First off, I like how they went ahead and cast like the sweetest, most innocent looking kid to play his son. Just so like, I think probably so what happens eventually has a little bit more of an impact. Cause I was like, that guy, that little kid. Yeah, like, he's kind of adorable. Yeah, he's like a little yeah. tyke. Uh, and he's a, he's a Kobe Bryant fan, so yeah. he's cool in my book. He can do yeah. a Kobe Bryant dunk. Yeah, which we don't get to see, which, what the yeah. fuck? Movie makers, like, don't tease us with this shit. I also kind of liked how he had a, they got a kid that had a head big enough so that it looked like he could definitely be Arnold's kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, uh, One yeah. other thing I noticed, though, is, like, there's so many movies, like, Arnold movies, you know, where we, like, meet his family or whatever. Um, yeah, wife and kids. Usually just one kid for some reason. Uh, actually, yeah, that happens a lot. Anyhow, um, but we never meet like anybody else in Arnold's family. You know, like you don't have his brother, like Donald. I don't know what the hell Arnold's <laughs> brother's name would be, or like his parents. You know, so he's like, yeah, like I'm Detective John Kimball. Like, all right, like where are you from? Or Dutch? Like any of these guys? There's no other Arnold family around except for somebody he marries. And, yeah, he has like no other like actual immediate family or whatever. Yeah, which is weird because according to his passport, he was born in California. For oh, for the for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, born in California and the U.S. national uh, his nationality is the United States. So where the accent came from, I have no idea. I just uh, just go on with it. But yeah, his his passport said he was born in born in California. U.S. national. My theory is Army Brett, like he's you know, born in California and then his family got stationed in Brought over Deutschland. When his, yeah, when his dad Strudel got like, or uh, transferred over here or something like that. That's his dad's name. No, was, Strudel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I think like, you know, his dad is stationed there like Pendleton or something and then uh, you know, then they go to Germany and he goes to German school. That's why he's got a German accent. Makes sense. Going, yeah. Just live there for a while? Yeah. But, uh, okay, so um, so from here we go to Jasmine and the kid leaving the doctor's office after the appointment. 
where they sit down to eat a little at a little outdoor food court as a motorcycle cop pulls up. Parks begins giving parked cars tickets. Arnold pulls up and, and obviously parks illegally because he tells the cop that he's just there to pick up his kid and like ask if it's okay to park there. The cop says it's fine and walks away as the cars with more important, like some important government people pull up, including Casey Captain Jones. First. What? So the cop did it first. That's true. But so yeah, government car pulls up. Casey Jones walks out with a bunch of government people and uh, walks into a building as Arnold sees his family begin kind of like waving at him like, hey. Suddenly the motorcycle, the motorcycle that the cop pulls up, like pulled up on, explodes, causes a huge fireball, blows the glass out of the buildings, blows up another, just blows everything to hell, basically. Arnold's like, no! Begins running across the street uh, before being hit by a taxi and falling to the ground, which you know is serious. By the way, his glasses fly up through the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the adult version of uh, like a sneaker when a kid gets hit by a truck <laughs> in a movie. It's always like a sneaker flying. Is that from? I know that's from a movie. I, do, you know, do you know which uh, movie it's from? I get every movie. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, a little while later, the FBI is on the scene, which is just chaos still. There's glass all over the ground as well as his son's like Lego ship, which is lying next to a couple of bodies covered by sheets. Uh, Arnold is getting taken care of by a paramedic and he just has like this defeated ass look on his face like he's either extremely upset or really needs to poop or those might be the same face who knows but uh, one of the FBI yeah exactly one of the FBI guys uh, tells the other guy that the bomb went off just after the government guys arrived were uh, who are Colombian Colombian officials he then mentions that Casey Jones over there works for the CIA uh, he's with the uh, undersecretary, which based on this movie and the last one, maybe seems like the only position that government officials have in Arnold movies. Because, <laughs> like, it was the same thing in the other one, in the Eraser. Yeah, it was an undersecretary. Yeah. Uh, he then tells him that there were two dozen injured and nine dead, including Arnold's wife and child, and then points them out. So the FBI asks Casey Jones who the target was, but Casey Jones is basically like, fuck off, you don't have clearance. Uh, so then Arnold get take- gets taken... But she said... He said that in a real dickish way. Like, I I get not wanting to like just volunteer information for you know anyone who just walks up and you don't know who they are. But he was all like, you know, uh, we're done talking until I know you're cleared. You could have followed that up with a, and here's how you get cleared, or like, <laughs> talk, and you talk to Jim because he'll he'll work on it for you. Yeah, or something. It was, he just it was just helping him dickish. out. He's like, so what? What you want to do is call my office. Should should make an appointment for you. Uh, So uh, Arnold's taken to the hospital where he's joined by a bunch of character actors from his fire department, including Tugo from Breaking Bad. Uh, I love that he has all his firefighter buddies there with him. It's a it's it's very wholesome. Well, he has standing with their buddy. He has no family apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Like no. Yeah, that's true. Nobody else. Uh, So one of them tells another that the FBI knows that the bomb was hidden in a stolen police motorcycle. And Arnold is like, I know that son of a bitch. And then just gets up and leaves the hospital after pulling the IV out, which must have hurt like hell because those things fucking hurt going in. Okay, so, okay, first of all, it's a tricycle, not a motorcycle. Oh, I sorry. That very yes. clearly, it was, it was a cop tricycle. Okay. But I can't believe that it took Arnold that long to figure that out because in what world do you walk up to an LAPD officer and say, hey, I'm just going to park here illegally for a couple minutes? Cool. Like, and they're yeah, like, cool. yeah, right? That's just, I mean, right off the bat. Red flag. Yes, for sure. Uh, well, he's 
a white dude and I don't know, he might have some like I'm a firefighter stickers or some shit on there. So they're like, all right. Yeah. So uh the IV thing, like when he pulls the IV out, I was like, ow, oh, that have you guys ever had like okay, so I was I like once I saw that I thought of this Instagram ad I saw about a year ago. Uh, and it was advertising a company that comes to your house and does an IV for you. Uh, like, so it was basically advertised to like wealthy alcoholics because, like, I looked at the prices. Yeah. And I've heard of that. It it's it's pretty cool. Like that, I would totally do that if I had could spend. I think it was like seventy five dollars for the cheapest one. But it's not bad if you're like yeah. super hungover. Exactly. Cool. Well, they have uh, those in actually, Vegas too, like the vans. Are they just driving around. The van. Yeah, and I guess you can just pay money and go in there. And well, uh, did Ben ever tell you about being hung, hung over and getting someone to do that for him? <laughs> yeah, his roommate's friend was a nursing student. It was his, yeah, it was, it was his girlfriend's friend, and she was a nursing student. She's like, oh, I have an IV bag in the car. So he goes and gets hooked up, or she gets it, and he hooks her up, or she hooks him up, and he's like, man, I felt great. Like an hour later, I was like, ah, oh, that does sound good. Yeah, I did actually pull a night, well, kind of, uh, when I was in second grade, I crashed my bike really bad and spent like four days in the hospital. You know, fractured skull, concussion. Jesus, what'd you do? Um, crashed my bike. Just like, saying. like uh, into what? Uh, the ground. Yeah, the asphalt. <laughs> um, so it was like my parents were having a party, and it was a bunch of the other neighborhood kids, you know. And I was like the the littlest one, um, and we all like rode to the top of the hill and riding down. And I was like way behind. And then I, uh, I just biffed it. I don't really remember how, but I just did. But then I just remember laying there crying. And then uh, this was like way out in the sticks too. And then like the neighbor um, came and like picked me up and brought me back to the party. And I remember like when I got there, all the kids I was hanging out with were already asleep. So I must have been there for a fucking while. Uh, <laughs> so good job, parents. Yeah. Hopefully they're not listening. Um but yeah, then I just couldn't stop like throwing up the next day, so I went to the hospital, you know, and then they took me to like the bigger one in Bakersfield. Uh, so I spent like four days in there. Another fun story is uh, some reason they had to do a like, prostate check or something. It was like a proctologist and like a bunch of like uh, residents, you know. What? So like, okay, a why is this happening? And like, why are you putting your finger in my butt? And b why is there like eight people around you watching? Which is weird. At least I hope he was a doctor. <laughs> How old are you? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember hearing that part of the story. Uh, I was in second grade, eight. I don't know. That's. Um, did you ever tell your mom this happened? She's like, "What? <laughs> no." But you should. Hey, mom, you should... when you put a finger in my butt, it's a good start. And uh, that a bunch of people watch. Yeah. Um. Also, I was in and out of consciousness for a while, and I woke up with, like, a neck band on. A couple times, it was just terrifying, and then woke up in a CAT scan, which was, yikes! like, I thought I got abducted by aliens. That's, like, that's what's wrong? It goes, choo, 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 over you, right? Yeah, and you're, like, okay. in the tube, you know? Yeah. They're like, what's wrong, Joseph? Like, I don't know where the fuck I am. I, mean, I probably didn't say it like that. So I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I am. <laughs> um, that's, that's, uh, but, anyhow. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The IV. <laughs> um, so, like, I had the IV, you know, it hooks up to one part, you know, probably a couple inches away, and then goes into the IV part, and I was fucking around doing something, and, like, knocked it out, 
And then, so it's just like two or three inch tube, bigger than a needle that's going in my arm, and just started like shooting blood everywhere. I was like, awesome. oh, what the fuck? Like, I'm going to die. Damn. Uh, yeah, that's something they want to take care of that. Which is good. But that's, that's my good. story. So, uh, if you're going to pull out an IV, do it like on the needle part and not detach it on the other part. Oh, yeah. blood everywhere. That makes sense. Good tip. Good tip. Yeah. Okay, so uh, back to the movie. Uh, so we go to the, the FBI offices where apparently they spent so much damn money on computers and projectors that they can't afford anything but two blue lights. Arnold walks in with his fellow fireman and watches footage of a cop pulling up on the tricycle as one FBI agent tells the agent from earlier, who I'm just going to call Valdez, uh, that Arnold talked to the cop. So Agent Valdez tells Arnold that the guy who set off the bomb is a terrorist named he like his name sounds pretty close to Roberto Benini, even though that's not I know what not like that's what I heard the first time. But his friends call him El Lobo, aka the Wolf. So it's they uh, it's Claudio Benini. Okay, and same thing, Roberto Benini. Yeah. Claudio Benini. Wait, Panini? Uh, Perini. Oh, okay. Uh, so they tell him that they think he set off the bomb with the cell phone trigger then they watch the footage of his family in the explosion and arnold's like i was late they shouldn't have been there and just like right then i was like damn man i can definitely see why this movie didn't go over too well while being released <laughs> like yeah that that soon after 9 11 right there because that shit was still fresh uh yeah also a i'm glad they translated lobo for all the gringos you know yeah that's oh. true that, I thought he was in the band Los Lobos before that. Um, also, uh, the guy playing El Lobo uh, looks like, uh, I guess you can call him Latino Said from Los, but like the oh. Latino version. Or as I call him Latid. So, <laughs> I like how Latino he's just, Saeed. like, I, I'm curious if they got him, uh, this guy because the guy from um, True Lies wasn't available, maybe? Because it's like the same fucking dude, basically. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's not even Latino. He's like... Uh, you heard him talk. He's like... Australian. A, yeah. What's what's a, what's it called? It's uh, like that... He's a, he was born in New Zealand, and I'm going to There's, butcher this because I actually looked up how to pronounce it. See, I looked up how to pronounce it, and that's not how you pronounce it. Oh, how do you I, pronounce I, it? I didn't get to that part because my phone was on silent. Um, but it's not like that. But the uh, indigenous people of New Zealand, yeah. So he's definitely not. I don't even know how to spell it. Okay. Anyway, well, Saeed wasn't Iraqi like I was Indian, so uh, like, yeah, just get a brown guy, throw him in there. That'll <laughs> work. So uh, Casey Jones walks up, gives Arnold his condolences, and then tells them that they're gonna catch, gonna catch that son of a bitch. Uh, a few days later, we're at the funeral service for his family, where he watches their lowered in the ground. And a couple of quick things: I don't want to be—I'm not trying to be morbid at all. But like, did you notice how the coffins were stacked on top of each other? Like, I've never seen that before. Yes, yes, I did. They're bunk bed graves. And yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that immediately on the first watching. Okay, I was like, oh shit, I've never seen that before. I don't—I don't know. If, oh, she can't hear me. She's got her headphones on, but I don't know if she noticed it. But I've never. Yeah, I was just curious. It was odd. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. But I like okay. the idea of bunk bed graves. Yeah, you know, they're they're together. That's cool. Yeah. Only one hole to dig, just to keep her covered. <laughs> a 
That's very true. Maybe the production company just didn't want to pay for that second hole that we dug. Okay. Uh, so, uh, secondly, they had a bagpipe guy playing who was standing about like 50, 100 yards away. My first thought was when I saw him was like, I wonder how long it took to figure out how far, like for the first bagpipe players or at funerals, like how far away they should be. Like, you need to move further, dude. It's too fucking loud. Yeah. Like, keep, keep going. <laughs> or like, if that's something like a teaching bagpipe class, they're like, you need to stay. I can't even, I can't even do that. I'm not going to try. That's to just the Arnold voice. I know. Uh, that was good. The Russian was to me. Stand. I'm trying to think of Willie. <laughs> Willie. <laughs> 50 yards away. It's just a lot. <laughs> That's but, my Yeah. Okay, so Arnold, he goes home, notices a half-filled wine glass just sitting out, which is sad because it belonged to his it's, wife. It's heartbreaking. It like was. She was painting that room or something, and she just set down a glass of wine, although you have to wonder when that happened, because it was either yesterday... But the day before she died, drinking in the or morning. she was drinking in the morning. <laughs> so that's I mean, also I'm, sad. I'm not here. I'm not here to judge one way or the other. But it's yeah, that was that was a sad shot. He's it, around. Yeah. It oh, was. Shit, my gone. Yeah. Well, she's either on two ends of like the drinking scale, which is like I can't even finish a glass of wine. Like I need to go to bed or whatever. Or <laughs> drink, I start drinking this in the morning, <laughs> but I got to take my kid to the hospital real quick. So, um, yeah, she so, won't drink so half of it. One or the other. One or the other. I I was mostly sad because it probably had nads in it. Like she should have put that shit in the microwave. What you do? Oh, yeah. Erica. Nats. Well, you uh, don't microwave it. You don't microwave it. You just put it in there. Er, okay, so basically, Erica puts whenever she doesn't finish a drink, she sticks it in the microwave, and then finishes it the next day. But there's no bugs in there. It's actually yeah. kind of brilliant. I was because I, I went in the microwave one day. I was like, "Why the fuck is your wine in the microwave?" She's like, "What? No <laughs> bugs are gonna get to it." I was like, "All right, you got me there." Okay, that's. that's uh, I think you're. Uh, I just told him the microwave thing. And <laughs> I think it's brilliant, Erica. She was like, "It's good." It's, it's, I mean, it no, works. no bugs ever get no in bugs. there. No bugs. Yeah, that's good. That's that's brilliant. I I never would have thought of that, but I like it. That's why, because is that not, was that not the first thing you saw when you saw that wine glass? Should have put it in the microwave. <laughs> a waste of a full glass of wine. Uh, so, yeah, very true. But, and I was thinking about it, and that would have been a good idea, but then I don't think the scene would have had nearly, been nearly as impactful if he would open the microwave in order to have a glass of wine. True. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> opens the microwave up and gets all, like, sad, like... <sighs> <laughs> You're like, why is there yeah. fucking wine in the in the microwave? But uh, okay, anyway, so we see him sitting on the bed, staring at a, a locket of his wife's, followed by him looking out the window at his son's playset, and still being able to hear his son's his son's laughter. And it was like that scene because I rewatched it a couple times. I was like, fuck, man, this scene's really it's really good. And it was right there that I started thinking that the movie can either go like one of two directions from here. This is the first time you're watching it, and you don't know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Like, depending on the writers and actors involved, you can either do, like, a dramatic character study of how one man blames himself for the tragic loss of his family, and it ultimately ends with him finally realizing it wasn't his fault as he begins to let go of his guilt, which I think would have been a good movie, extremely, like, powerful movie to come out, like, six months after that tragedy. Yeah, that's like a Mark Ruffalo movie. Hi, Mark Ruffalo. Joe's the only one that hates you. I promise it's not all of us. 
Hey, Sounds Mark, like a good it's movie just to a me. bit at this point, you know? <laughs> like, you know, we're both raising our star power. You know, yeah. people are making, like, YouTube reactions, like, oh, hey, Joe from See You at the Potty, Rick, the ripping on Ruffalo for five hours, and Ruffalo's response, you know, like, let's do this. Let's, you know, raise our star meter. Like, hit me up. Email me at seeyouatthepotty.net, Mark. We'll, we'll be in touch. Okay, so you can either make that Mark Ruffalo-ass movie, which I probably would be good, or... I'd watch it, yeah. Yeah. You can go the other route where you have one man traveling to South America who single-handedly hunts down and murders pretty much everyone involved with the death of his family, which is basically like Commando meets Predator type of movie, right? Yeah, but not as fun. <laughs> and I was like, like trying to go forward, pretending I haven't watched the movie, I was kind of curious which path the filmmakers decided to go from here. Which we definitely got our first hint of uh, when Arnold is lying on the couch. He gets a message on his answering machine from like an Inside Edition type of show and just slams his fucking fist down instead of just pushing stop. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good sign right there. But uh, so then a news report comes on with a story featuring a videotape that the FBI received from the wolf whose face is covered and is dressed in all black. The wolf claims responsibility for the bombing and says it was an act of self-defense against American war criminals. And that they will continue the attacks as long as America continues interfering in Colombia. The wolf then ends the video by slapping their hands together while exclaiming Sangre o Libertad, which I'm pretty sure is Spanish for Sangrias for Libtards. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. Leave that in. Oh, I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> I was trying to find something that it looked like. I was like, oh, it looks like Sangria and it looks like Libtards. Okay, anyway. Uh, so the report continues as the reporter interview, uh, the reporter interviews a guy from a group known to be sympathetic to the wolf's armies. This fucking guy just basically justifies the bombing by saying, we are only doing what America has done to us. And then says that the death of- Which he's not wrong. Yes. Okay. He's I agree not, with that. He's not wrong. He's, I, the, the next part I, I have an issue with, but, but up to that point, he's not wrong. Okay. Okay. That, oh, that's what I was going to say. Like. I agree with that. And then, but the next thing the, uh, where he pretty much, he says the death of Arnold's family is regrettable, but he calls them collateral damage. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's just not cool, man. Even, even if it wasn't Arnold listening to that, if it was just some like random ass person, like, oh, that's a stab in the heart. That's yeah. not cool. It's like, well, Mark Ruffalo's family, <laughs> like, you know, like, don't even say to that guy, cause you don't know what he's going to do. He's going to, he's going to write a blog about you. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's not going to do anything so. about it. Uh, so, uh. We go to the office belonging to the group of the guy that was interviewed and see that the FBI have bugged them and are monitoring from across the street. All of a sudden, Arnold bursts in and is like, so you want collateral damage, huh? I'll give you collateral damage. Yeah. And then starts destroying the place with the baseball bat that they had in the office for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Latinos like baseball. So. <laughs> okay. That's what why they had do. in the office. Yeah. Um, they had dreams. Um, so yeah. the, the also FBI... when he walks in there he's like who the fuck are you and i think that is a great response to it like some six foot two 250 pound like jack dude just bust in your office and starts yelling like, who the fuck are you that, that is the correct response yeah. yeah anyway uh the fbi busts into the room as he's doing as he's tearing it up and demands that he stops but he tells him the fu- i think he pretty much says fuck off so they taser his ass, and he's like, yeah, electricity, my only weakness, and then falls to the ground. <laughs> it was a pretty epic tasering. Yeah. It, it, just, it just kept going. I, I would have been down 
in a tenth of that time. But, you know, it's Arnold. Yeah, also a good thing he's not black because they would have just they shot him. Just shot him. That, that is very Which true. It's true. Uh, so he's cuffed and taken to the FBI offices where Agent Valdez tells him that they're pretty sure the wolf is back in Colombia. Meanwhile, in Washington, Casey Jones is in front of... And do you, sorry, you guys both get the Casey Jones thing, right? I don't have to, like... Why does he keep calling him Casey yeah. fucking Jones? Okay, cool. Um, I figured it out because I googled it after the first <laughs> Okay. I probably should have So I'm with you now. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. For the listeners at home, the guy plays Casey Jones in Danger of Ninja Turtles. And Which is, his name His name in the, in the movie is Peter Brandt. He's the bad yes, guy. Yes, okay. That was the bad guy for some movie. Yes. Uh, have you ever seen Ninja Turtles, Laura? Uh, yes. Uh, it's been a while. Um, I actually was at April for Halloween about seven years nice. ago. There was a four four people were the Ninja Turtles, and then there was me, and I had like my camcorder that I got from a from a thrift shop, and uh, and Casey Jones. We had a Casey Jones, <laughs> so the six of us wandered around. Okay, uh, so Casey Jones uh, is in front of an oversight committee in Washington, who they tell him that his unauthorized actions in Colombia involving a plan to attack the guerrillas is the reason that the bombing happened. The senator also tells him that his mission in Colombia is terminated. But uh, Casey Jones is all like, you can't negotiate with terrorists. But after the hearing, Casey's lawyer tells him that, or he Casey tells his lawyer he's going to Colombia and then tells someone else to get the plane ready. Uh, so the other dude, and someone else in the office tells him that uh, there's someone on the phone for him claiming to be the wolf, but it just ends up being Arnold who asks him to be honest with them and asks him if they're actually going after the wolf. Casey Jones tells him that Columbia is trying to negotiate peace with the guerrillas, so getting justice for Arnold's family is not a top priority. Yeah. At some, yeah, at some point, someone's like, you can't take the loss into your own hands. It's like, yeah, we'll see about that, buddy. Like, they should have you know had that. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, that's right. The uh, Agent Valdez told them that. Uh, yeah, but well. We get a little montage of him researching the guerrillas before we see... Uh, Casey Jones arriving at a CIA station in Columbia, where Colombian Ted Danson gives him a smile. Did you guys see, did you guys see him? No. no, no, but I like him. There's a there's a picture of him right there. That's him in uh, the Colombian version of uh, Salud. Yeah, it's called Salud. How'd you know? <laughs> that that took me way too long to do. Okay, so anyway, we go back to Arnold's house in L.A., uh, where he's introduced the hairiest military advisor ever, which was which was who Laura was talking about. Yeah, that guy's chest cavity is kind of controlling <laughs> just like flowing. It's like out. a yeah, it's like a afro growing out of his out of his shirt there. I wonder if he tried to button the top like button of his shirt, but the chest hair just <laughs> like burst it open. <laughs> uh, for the record. Uh, Columbia and Sam Lone was all Erica because uh, she started laughing when she saw him and like cracking up laughing. And I was like, what's so funny? She's like, he looks like Ted Danson. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Ted Danson. Okay, so yeah. go back to Arnold's house. Yeah, Harris Military Advisory tells him, help, helps them figure out exactly how they're going to get the wolf. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, I was just saying that guy is very much the uh, uh, Mr. Exposition trope guy where you know someone just walks in and explains exactly what needs yes. to happen and here's where you go and this is what will happen if you do this it's like well thank god for that guy because yeah. otherwise we'd be screwed it's like lazy lazy uh screen or just making the movie shorter lazy screenwriting sort of thing 
Yeah, probably a combination of the two. I, I would kind so of... It, it's effective. That... It's efficient. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I was, it went on longer than I thought it was going to, too, because it goes into the, like the next couple of scenes. Oh yeah, he does a voiceover a couple of times like, yeah. later on. It's great. He just, I was, just voice of God pops up. It's fantastic. I was hoping that it went through the whole movie to where he's like, and then you're done, and then that's how the movie. Yeah. Is. And then you're gonna be, then you're gonna be in the DC building, and the kids, uh, dinosaur is actually a bomb. Wow, these are really specific instructions. <laughs> okay, so uh, he tells him after he sneaks into the country to get on a bus so he uh, doesn't get kidnapped, as well as mentioning that he needs a pass to enter the gorilla zone. Arnold sneaks into, uh, into Columbia and boards a bus, but it's stopped at a roadblock by Senor Danson and his men. Arnold and the rest of the passengers begin running through the jungle as Senor Danson and his men begin firing at them. Arnold knocks out Ted Danson as he's about to shoot some girls and then continues running through the jungle while being pursued by Ted Danson's men, one of whom is dressed like Colombian uh, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and then that there is, is that Seinfeld. Is <laughs> <laughs> that shirt? It was I like it. Something Jerry would wear. Colombian Seinfeld. What? You name you name the picture. Columbia Columbian Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the actual file. Yeah. Uh, so. Arnold ends up surrounded, so he jumps off a mountain into a river where he ends up going down a few rapids before finally falling over a ginormous waterfall and escaping. And then uh, Erica, when she first saw this, she's like, I only have two things that I want you to tell them. I'm like, okay. She's like, when I saw him fall over the waterfall, it reminded, it was like, oh my God, he's, it's like sassy and homeward bound. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Oh, shit. And I then she did this. That, but I see exactly what I. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes yeah i i see it i i very much see it and okay so over at the cia station casey jones well, is told that arnold no, hold is... on hold on hold on go let's ahead. go back i that whole scene where the colombian government just starts fucking mowing down people in a bus where they can't even see them just like oh let's assume that they're gorillas uh and then they start shooting the the, the couple of girls that arnold ends up saving uh gun guy is like if you're not gorillas, why did you run? It's like, well, because you were shooting at me, asshole. <laughs> like, why? Why wouldn't I run? You just you started shooting, so I ran. So yeah, th- those guys are some dicks. Yes, very much so. Colombian fucking Ted dancing. <sighs> Never gonna get Diane like that. So uh, over at the CIA station, Casey Jones is told that Arnold is in Colombia. So he says to let the gorillas know that Arnold's in the country so they can kill him and then justify his army or his men attacking them. This is where we see Arnold's passport. Okay. Where we learn he's he's born in California. <laughs> yeah. Which is just so delightful. <laughs> and they also made him uh, two years younger. Oh, I didn't Man, know you guys, that. like, I didn't even give that a second thought. You guys, like... Like, I saw the Californian. I'm like, hold on. We got to look at this a little more closely. Yeah. And I was just interested because, like, you know, Arnie always plays, like, you know, he's the military guy and Predator and Commando and he's, you know, a cop in, well, True Eyes, but that's a different thing. Uh, kindergarten cop. Yeah. Um, and I'm always like, you know, like, what's, what's his deal? Where's his family? What's going on? You know, he's, is he like, uh, you know, my family's been cops for 10 years, or for 10 generations like what? Like, you guys worked at LAPD, like you and your dad before you, and before that. 
What do you have this thick accent? <laughs> so any sort of like uh, background um, information I can get on Arnold's character, uh, interested in like Running Man. Like he just he's just a military pilot guy. Yeah. But, yeah. There's. I'm trying to think. I'm like trying to like think of the exception, but there. I don't think there's there's nothing I can think yeah. of as far as him having family. Yeah, Joe's, well, Joe's talked to me about that several times, about how he, <laughs> he often has family, but it's the family that he, like, married and then had. It's not the family he came from. Huh. Actually, never around. I have to take that back, because there is... Um, oh, no, wait, twins. We do know about his dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, twins. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, we do know about his dad in Hercules in New York. Cause okay, dad I seems, I was, that's one so. I haven't seen. Well, well yes, I mean, that makes Hercules. sense. Spoiler, yeah. man. Spoiler. There's, there's no spoiler with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'll give you another spoiler. He also goes to New York. <laughs> so. God damn it, Joe. Just spoiling things. I know. <laughs> okay, so. So, over at the Grillo camp, the wolf is informed that Arnold is in town, so he tells them to capture him so they can hold him for ransom. Uh, I think this is part of what made me think of the passport thing initially because thank god that the passports don't have your height and weight and a full body shot because <laughs> if they knew that the, the sheer size of Arnold yeah. they would have found him a lot quicker but all you have is a little headshot it, yeah. it definitely makes it a little tougher for them <laughs> he looks like some computer nerd maybe shouldn't be a problem yeah he, he could be like a 5'8 a, like a 160 pound dude you know with like a, a pocket protector but but no, he's just kind of a giant tree trunk of a man. So. <laughs> he's the Austrian that, that's, oak. That's helpful for, for Arnie's uh, yeah. uh, incognito. This is, this is also where the there's a more narration with the Harry military advisor. Yeah. Uh, because yep. he, he mentions that yeah, he needs to take a boat uh, from Mompas to the gorilla zone and then one of the one of the boat guys when he gets there tells them that going up river you can't go up river without a pass so arnold nods him and it's like gracias um also those guys are all like uh in the gorilla camp they're all speaking english for some reason even though they're all colombian also uh one guy is i called uh colombian jean-claude van damme in street fighter i guess colombian guile because he looks like jean-claude van damme in street fighter <laughs> Which guy was it? Uh, one that looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay, sorry. Obviously. There was one guy that I originally had a note down as Colombian Kevin Sorbo, I think. I'm curious if it's the same <laughs> guy that, that you saw. Um, says Gracias, starts walking through town. Uh, when someone recognizes him and informs the policia. While walking through a carnival, he sees a little kid about to get hit by a motorcycle. But the kid gets pulled out of the way by his mom before it happens. The guy on the bike gets all pissed, or the guys on the bike get all pissed, start yelling at the mom until Arnold intervenes. He checks on the mom and the kid and finds out that the kid is deaf just as the police approach them and tell Arnold he has to come with them. As it, you, you know from the second that that mom and the kid are in shock that this is going to be a thing because mom and small boy, you know, it's kind of kind of on his mind. Yeah, uh, but I do have to wonder uh, if do, do the dudes that almost ran the kid over that end up yelling at the mom do they know who she is? That's a good. That's I, a good point. I I feel like they can't possibly know who she is because they'd or, probably be a little scared to yell yeah. at the wolf's wife. That's very true. 
Okay, so the the police come talk to Arnold. Tell him he has to come with them. The gorillas attack, and all hell breaks loose for a second. But the police manage to arrest Arnold and a couple of the gorillas and take them to police lockup. While he's in the cell, police bring in John Turturro, who apparently is just playing the American version of his character from the Blake Lebowski. It seems like sort of the eh. Canadian version, or yes, Canadian version. He's Canadian. Uh, puts him into the cell next to Arnold and introduces himself. Arnold figures out that. He works as a mechanic in the gorilla zone, so he offers to buy his pass. But Barton Fink tells him it's not for sale. I Later, think he demands to buy his pass, lot more than he offers to buy it. Ah, uh, does he demand it? Give it's, you a pass. it's a it's a little more stern than I feel like. Oh, hey, if you want, I'll buy that from you. <laughs> that that's an offer. That's not what Arnold did. Uh, I love how he comes into the prison, though, like, you know, like making all these jokes with the guards. Like, he's obviously very comfortable being there. He's been there a lot. Like, oh, hey, you gave away my favorite cell? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's great. He does it's like fucking well. Otis from Any Griffith. It's a timely reference. Right <laughs> Nobody's ever going to get that one. That's alive anyway. Anyway, so uh, later that <laughs> night, the gorillas attack the jail with rockets and then enter the building with guns in order to free the imprisoned gorillas. Stuff gets lit on fire as Arnold recognizes the wolf as he enters the building. Uh, Free Gorilla asks if they should grab Arnold, but the wolf tells him no because he hasn't eaten all day and dinner's waiting at home. And then the gorilla thinks about it for a second before deciding that he's also hungry like the wolf, so they leave. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Continues to burn. Arnold gets a hold of one of the gorillas that was freeing prisoners with a saw, chokes him, takes the saw. He then tells John Turturro that he'll free him if he gives him his pass, which he finally agrees to by after he like describes burning to death. How did Arnold work that chainsaw? Like when it was on the outside and he was on the inside of the cell. Like that's impressive to me. He was basically working like backward with a chainsaw. He just can't ask those questions with Arnold movies. He's yeah. And so I believe it. I believe what I'm just saying. That's that's an impressive Arnold. He's a fireman. That's true. <laughs> that's that's what I was going to say, but I was like, that makes no sense. But hey, well, it he gives him charge. You know? Yeah. Like they hit him with electricity. That's bad. You know, he's a fire type. Like you give him fire, and it's just like <laughs> you're ready to go. So, uh, a little while later, Casey Jones shows up to the jail where Colombian Ted Ted Danson informs him that Arnold escaped the fire and that the wolf was there, but he left too. At the same time, in a dark alley, Taturo tells Arnold to go to the harbor and uh, tell John Leguizamo that he's his replacement because Taturo was arrested for being a pervert, which he said he pretty much makes sure that he knows that he was arrested for being a pervert. Well, the reason he was brought into the jail that night anyway was, like, a, I, w- I mean, it was pretty much her that was doing all the work or something. Which yeah. It's just, it's a fun visual. But I don't know how, I don't know how people <laughs> remember all of those instructions. Like... John is like, oh, you know, go to this place, talk to this person, then you'll go to this place, from this place to this place, and then talk to this person and tell him this particular thing with my name and tell him this. I'm like, shit, 
I would need that to be repeated. Yes. Or like, give me a second to get me a pad of paper or something. I I don't. It's impressive that anyone can remember all of that. Well, proving your point from earlier, you did say your memory was shit. Which That's true. Still though, like that. so. You My know. memory is shit. That's a thing with movies though, to where they say stuff and they're like, whenever someone's giving someone a direction, like there's this scene from. It's not a good movie, but Silent Hill, where she's like giving her directions on a way to go, and she's like, "Okay, then you turn left, and you go down the hall, and you turn right, and then you go down that hall, and you turn, make a little left, and make a little right, and then a right and a left." She's like, "Okay, okay, okay I got, got it. it." Yeah, and it's that's yeah. insane. Well, okay, so while traveling down the river, Arnold sees a bunch of people that the gorillas have killed. He then enters the gorilla zone and is pulled over and taken to the docks, where he's introduced to John Languizamo. Arnold says that he's uh, Totoro's replacement and introduces himself as Heinrich, which was just a great name choice considering the accent. They're kind of suspicious of him uh, until he reminds them that John Totoro is a sex pest, which apparently is a known fact around the country or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, he, he has a little moment with uh, John Leguizamo in the car on the way to the drug compound where Arnold oh, is supposed on, to fix a generator. You're skipping my favorite line. What's that? You're skipping my favorite line. My, my favorite line, John Leguizamo says, ask for Canadian bacon, get a German sausage. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just, it's just amazing. It's such a good line. And then yeah. later tells him to not be such a sauerkraut. So I, yes, that, that was like, really he, he then makes another spots. one where I was like, ah, oh, sauerkraut. And that took me a second because I was drinking. Don't be such a, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Um, is this what I can talk about? Arnold tapped. Because I yeah, think go ahead. he's not going to be wearing that anymore soon. So no, he's he wearing the, uh, the 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 classic uh, white man goes on a tourism trip to Central or South America hat. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it's it's called a Panama hat, uh, and they are not from Panama. They're actually from Ecuador. Uh, but there was a whole like marketing thing where like these they, they were in Ecuador and people were like, well, shit, we can probably sell these to rich people. Well, we can't sell them from Ecuador because nobody comes here. So they went to Panama. They're like, hey, we can just market it this way. Uh, and then, like, 30s Hollywood got in on it. And then it became a whole thing. So, yeah, you, you can't have a white tourist in Central or South America, white dude tourist, uh, who does not wear a Panama hat. And I was happy to see Arnold carry on that tradition. Yeah. I mean, what? Island of Dr. Moreau, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, so okay so he's in the car with Linguizamo on the way to the drug compound uh where Arnold is, Arnold is supposed to fix a generator preferably without a shirt on he pretends to work on and so they get him there he pretends to work on it as he mixes like acetone with with stuff you're skipping the rap what did i skip the rap oh yeah John yeah Linguizamo's rap he does it's do rap. awful it's awful and, and and arnold is like oh yeah that's excellent you're in the wrong business that's for sure and John Leguizamo looks so happy like he's like oh this guy's an authority he knows oh he believes in me he believes in me he really thinks I have a shot and it's uh, hilarious to me because he's a six foot two uh, firefighter and uh, somehow Felix I think it's Felix that is being I think so again in that movie Uh, he's like so like happy he's like puppy dog happy about the compliments that he got yeah, and I can't think of anybody better that knows about rap than fifty-five-year-old Austrian guys. Yeah, I know one wants to like 
Like whenever like, I think those guys of rap, I think fifty-year-old white dude. Yes. So, yeah, that's Absolutely. what I want. That's what I want approval from. So, uh, so over in another part of the gorilla zone, the wolf is talking to one of his men that let Arnold leave the docks with with John Leguizamo. The guy says that he didn't recognize Arnold, so the wolf takes a snake and then shoves it down his throat and suffocates him while his men kind of like watch in horror, which was just kind of funny because they've probably been soldiers since they were kids and are but are like completely dramatized by a guy getting a sh- snake shoved down his throat. Like they haven't seen worse shit. Well, it's a very odd way to kill somebody. Yeah. The right? guy's creative. It doesn't make any sense. It's, I, I mean, sure, it's creative, but okay, because first of all, there's the like dental thing that opens up his mouth, yeah. which is just horrifying in its own right. And then, okay, so you shove a snake down a guy's throat. I assume he suffocates, right? That's probably how he dies. But the snake would just curl up in his mouth. It, well, That's it exactly. Would his, it would block his throat. So, yeah, True. what's making the snake, snake go down? And all the dude is doing mm-hmm. is suffocating, essentially. Yeah. So, I'm like, there are, there are easier, more efficient, and just as traumatizing ways to kill somebody. So, I don't know why they would have the snake. Well, I was, like thinking that oh my god these guys are traumatized by the fact that this guy's doing this but then i just like kind of thought that maybe that it was like one of their snakes like it was one of their snakes maybe or a pet. Yeah. yeah it was like one of their pets and they're like one of the it's guys like Steve, was no. doing it exactly he's it's like oh slinky snake. what are you doing to slinky as he's like shoving it down the guy's throat <laughs> Because like the way they look, the look on their face is I sent you a picture. They look the look, pretty horrified. Yeah, the look on their face after it's done, they like look like they just lost their pet snake. Oh, that's sad. They, they, they do look so sad. But uh, yeah, definitely a pet snake. I'm thinking. Anyway, so I just feel like it's a very inefficient way to kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just to show he's crazy. But, uh, okay, so Arnold continues to make little homemade explosives, and he can apparently do whatever he wants because the guards don't seem to mind him, like, screwing in and out the light bulbs, possibly because they're mesmerized by that tank top that he's in. Like, just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, a little while later, some uh, gorillas roll up, demand to see Arnold, so he decides it's a good time to start lighting shit up and then just uh, start setting off explosives. Leguizamo tells the guards that he'll pay, like, he, all this happens, and Leguizamo's like, oh, everything gets crazy, and he tells them he'll reimburse them for all the damage and all the drugs that they lost. But they decide he's a pest, so they get all Tibble up on his ass and then shoot him. Oh, Sorry, that's a sad reference. I just watched that movie. What, the pest? Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, yes, the pest is exactly what I want. Uh, did you, you know watch that is the, a movie, the right? DiCaprio one of it? Yeah. I haven't seen that what, one in a while. Wait, remade The Pest? Yeah, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio made a movie called The Pest with uh, John Leguizamo in it. It's a, it's a sequel. We to, just to his... we just watched it, Joe. Like, how do you not remember this? <laughs> All right. Do you know there actually is a movie called The Pest starring John Leguizamo? Yeah, directed by Leonardo DiCaprio. No. <laughs> All right. I don't know who's fucking with you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they shoot him. Arnold proves that he has those guns for a reason and kind of like holds onto the bottom of the truck and hitches a ride all the way back to the gorilla base, which, man, that's got to be a fucking workout right there. Some arm yeah. strength right there. He does the uh, Cape Fear Sideshow Bob thing. Yeah, exactly. 
cactus bumps and cactuses. <laughs> so once they arrive, he ends up spotting the wolf through a window because I guess he doesn't believe in curtains. Uh, so Arnold plants a grenade on the truck's gas tank with uh, like a rubber band timer, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of cyberish, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys notice that how the wolf has pictures hanging up in his office of like different dictators? No. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's like the set designer dresses office office up like a thirteen year old that wants to be a terrorist. Like <laughs> I know there's a picture. Of Ca- uh, is it Castro? No, it's I think it's uh, Che. And I think Wait, it might be one a picture of, of us. Was that? He's a picture of us. Said no, no, no. Either, either Che Guevara or Castro. I can't remember which one it is, but like I was like, right. what? The Castros. Me? Her? That's us. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. just really confused why he's no, a picture of us. Just, just, just one Castro. Oh. It was the well, one with one? the beard. So, me? So, that one. Unless you were like holding so- your hair up in the picture, like like <laughs> over your face to make a beard. <laughs> it might have been that. I didn't really see it. It was, it was a really quick shot. Maybe I was. Yeah, so uh, he, he uh, plants a grenade and then heads for the street when he notices the little the deaf kid and his mom that he helped earlier walking right in front of the building that's about to explode, has a quick flashback to his wife and kids and runs towards them while yelling, no, get back, stay down. And I didn't notice the first time I watched this, but the mom with the shiny face actually starts calling out, Claudio, Claudio, which you said was the wolf's real name. Yeah, that's the wolf's name. Yeah. Which I didn't know yes. the first time. I thought she was yelling at the kid. Oh, no. She was definitely yelling for her husband. Yes. Yeah. You have to wonder, like, at what point does Arnold be like, wait, hold up? Yeah, you're like, I how thought it was you, me. So, the, and it looks like she's also running towards Arnold when she yells it, but, which I guess she was obviously trying to get closer to the house so El Wolferino can hear her yelling out to, to him. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, look at me. I'm the terrorist now. Creepfields <laughs> have, like, bombed to blow up buildings. But yeah, like uh, first, like maybe because we were, I think it's because we were drinking, but I didn't notice that she was yelling at him. I thought she was yelling at the kid to like, I don't know, but the kid like, was actually by her side Claudio and Spanish. she doesn't start yelling until yeah. she sees Arnold. Plus the kid's name is like Memo or Mephesto or something with an M. Mauro. Okay. Okay. So uh, the, the wolf hears him calling out, runs to the balcony, jumps down the car below right before the building explodes. Arnold, uh... Meanwhile, it ran over and shielded her and Mephesto from the explosion. So the wolf walks over and is about to shoot Arnold, but the lady stops him and they just end up hauling away instead. So the next day, Arnold's coughed up sleeping and sleeping when he's woken up by the mom, a.k.a. Wolfette, I'm just gonna, who's cleaning sure. his wounds. So she's cleaning his wounds when he wakes up and she tells him that she's his uh, wife, like the wolf's wife, not Arnold's. So he, a wolf comes in, she leaves, He and he talks to Arnold about why Americans suck. Arnold's like, you, you, you'll pay for killing my family. And the wolf is like, it seems like we're both killing for a cause, so what's the difference between you and I? Which, man, that's like basically like softballing Arnold, like a classic quip line. He's like, okay, I'm going to set you up. Go ahead. Yeah. So Arnold's like, the difference yeah, I, I call I'm it just it. going to kill you. Yeah, except for all those other dudes that killed their <laughs> collateral damage, but that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, you just blew up like seventeen of my guys. Remember that? <laughs> Actually, I, I, I like the way that the wolf says it though. Like he's, I, I feel it's such a, like it's so weird to me how much I'm sympathizing with this side of things. But you know that's how shit is right now. Yep. But he, he's like, a, you know, Americans see a peasant with a gun and they turn the channel off, and they never ask why does a peasant need a gun. Because you think you're the only ones with the right to fight for independence. 
I'm like, ah, oh, shit, they're, they're just talking to 2020, like, yeah that well i was gonna say that was i had that written down that that was uh something where i'm like that's probably not the best thing to come out around that time though but no i mean they they very much played up the whole like the colonians are terrorists thing like they, they played that up for the movie that's, yeah. it's just i i look at it with a very different view oh yeah 18 yeah. years later they throw in the thing like they just want to you know be left alone to sell their drugs it's like okay, well, you know they're fighting for their independence to sell drugs, so they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the the they start beating him up a little bit before Arnold knocks over the guard, grabs a wolf by the balls, which totally misses an opportunity for a callback to Running Man because he could have just asked him like, "You have a lift," and then just starts lifting him up by the, <laughs> by the fucking nuts like he does in, in Running Man. But another guard comes in to help, but Arnold is pissed. He just continues beating on both of them, then bites the other guard's ear off before knocking out, being knocked out by the gun butt, like a gun butt to the head. Just completely bites the ear off. Yeah. Just completely. And then spits it out. Yeah, that was intense. Uh, that was awesome. Lend so, me your ear. That was... Could have said that right there. Yeah. So he uh, wakes up, sees the wolf and lady wolf arguing about, about killing him with her not wanting him to, which... Considering the twist that comes later, would you guys call this like a red herring? Uh, well, the fact that they're arguing in English, you know, definitely. Yes, exactly. That. Like, well, so, or, or they put okay. it on the show for Arnold because they think Arnold might be hearing, like, be hearing them, be listening. But to them. a lot of them speak. A lot of them speak in English when it makes absolutely no sense to you. That might just be a movie thing. Yeah, but like, just the whole like uh, them talking about that when you know what happens later. Like, it's probably at least a little bit performative. Uh, or do you, or was is it like she honestly doesn't want them to kill him because he did save her life, or it's the writers being trying to like not show their the twist that comes later? I think that at least to a point, she does not want her husband to just straight up kill him. Um, but I think she really is saying like, "Hey, don't kill him right now," and whether that's because she feels grateful to him or or whatever, or if it's just not right now because we're going to kill him later. Yeah, I don't true. Know. But okay. it was a very loud argument in in his like earshot, so yeah, I I, I feel like they had to well, know he was probably listening. I'm curious I, now, I like, was... now if it could be like because of what Casey Jones mentioned earlier about if they kill him, then they get attacked because that they know he's there, but they don't. That's true. I thought it was just like he's like, let me just go cap him, and she's like, being Maggie wife, like, chicks man. <laughs> Can't live with him, can't live without him. So it I guess very much like a little couple's quarrel. Yeah. Like bickering about who's going to do the laundry or something. Yeah, let me just go in, shoot him in the head, we'll call it a day. That's, like, how, no. that's how terrorist in it, argues with his wife just about killing yeah. him. Yeah. Come on, kill him. No, I'm not going to kill him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we find out that Casey Jones has found out where the grill camp is and is playing an attack with the excuse that they're torturing an American. Uh, they go. We go back to the gorilla camp where uh, Lady Wolf gives Arnold some food, tells him a story about how the wolf used to be a teacher and they had a daughter until some American, like soldiers that were led by Americans, killed her, which caused her husband to join the gorillas. And then Mephisto was also orphaned that night, so they took him in. But then Arnold asks her to help him stop the wolf. Uh, so the next day, she frees Arnold and tells him that the wolf has gone to Washington to plant a bomb and she wants to help stop him. So as 
those two and Mephisto head in the jungle. Casey Jones shows up with a couple of chapas and just starts blowing the hell out of the camp while making a face that he kind of had a, like it seemed like he kind of had a war boner. Wait, but, hold on. What, what did he show up with? What, what did they have to get in? They they came in in the chapas. A helicopter. It was a helicopter. Come on, what have you got to do it? I'm setting you up. It, it was just a, uh, a helicopter. I don't know what you're getting at. They have to get to the chopper! <laughs> See, I, I can't do it. You guys have much better Arnold voices than I do. I don't. I don't understand that reference. All right. Yeah. Um, is that is that like a Seagal movie or something? No, it's a it's a Van. John Claude Van Damme actually. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's a Van Damme. Uh, JCVD Street yeah. Fighter. <laughs> Get to the chopper. That's cool. Uh, so Thank Arnold. Uh, you. Arnold and the gang. They they start just they're like, all right, we got to get this. Uh, we gotta get this American out of here. All right, what's your plan? Let's just blow fucking everything up <laughs> everything. and just hope it works out. Everything. The fucking, you know, flyer flags and just like destroy shit. At, um, at one point, after they've hit lots of things with bombs and shit, Brant's uh, like, "Keep firing, get them all." Like he's, he's he doesn't give a fuck about Arnold. He just wants to blow things up. Yeah. Then you just claim that he's dead like yeah. crazy. Yeah. But, like, look, uh, it was totally justified. Right, there was an American. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Arnold, Arnold, and the gang stop after no, uh, like running through the jungle. They notice signs about landmines, so he makes like a pickaxe thingy, which he drags through the grass to blow them up. Unfortunately, this alerts Colombian Sam Malone, who this time is joined by the Colombian soup Nazi, who is right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold ends up in a fight with Sam Malone, which ends up with Becker getting blown up by a landmine. Casey Jones tells everyone to stand down, and then he kind of what's he congratulate Arnold a little bit by, yeah, and then he him and him and Arnold argue a little bit about the fact that he just killed a bunch of women and children, and then he I tells, fight terrorists with terror. Yeah. That's oh yeah, said. tells him that and uh, tells him that the wolf is headed to DC with the bomb. He then points out that the Wolfette is his wife. Meanwhile, the Wolf has arrived in D.C. where the FBI have received an audio email saying that the bomb has been planted. So the three of them and Casey Jones arrive at the FBI offices and Jane Lynch begins helping her try to identify where the bomb might be. So over at Union Station, a briefcase that the Wolf left is taken by a homeless guy as the Wolf identifies Union Station as a bomb target, or as Wolfette identifies Union Station as a bomb target. And Which, I think she... Why, why would that guy take the briefcase? He's because he's Okay, okay, sure. But it, 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 there, there are like two kind of main options at this point. Either it was left accidentally... In which case, it's going to have a bunch of fucking paperwork and boring-ass shit in it. It's not like anyone keeps, you know, bars of gold in their briefcase. <laughs> or, or it was left on accident, and particularly in a post-9-11 world, you're not just going to be like, oh, let me pick up this, this piece was before of luggage unedited. Yeah. Okay, but it was released after. Yeah. And it was, it was released enough after that they could have changed this if they wanted to. And even before that, he just picks up a random ass briefcase. There's nothing interesting in a briefcase. I had a briefcase in high school. I don't remember where I got it from. Uh, you know what was in there? Porn and, yeah. and uh, a bunch of little uh, 
There, okay, so remember the fucking bowling alley, Cybermarkers Boulevard? Yes. There was a there was a quarter machine there that was kind of broken, and if you like spun it real quick with your fingers, it would spit things out. You know, like without putting a quarter in there, because I didn't have any money. Um, so I was able to just like, and so I got a shitload of little like plastic gun keychains. So I had like, don't ask me how I, I was able to figure it out, but I just had like a fuckload of like plastic gun keychains and like some porn in the briefcase. Uh, and that was because it, it was like the only private thing that I had, besides my privates. But um, <laughs> I think eventually, like, it was in storage or something, and my parents opened it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, so you, you were just a 16-year-old walking around with a briefcase full no, of porn and, I, like, soldier keychains? No, I didn't walk around with it. It was just something I had at the house. It was, like, oh. a little safe thing for me where I can I like, stuff. I like how Joe Joe's briefcase is pretty much, like, what I think the homeless guy would have put in his briefcase after he would have cleaned out whatever was in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or if he would have found it, it would have been like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, a yeah. thing full of porn, that, that homeless guy would have been like, oh, yes. Yeah, it was rock hard. That's uh, why I stole the briefcase. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you don't know what would be in there, Laura. You don't know what people have in their briefcases. Um, plus, shit, you can probably sell the briefcase itself. That's true. Yeah, it's like a Samsung or something. All right, that is a much more valid point than anything else that you've said. <laughs> Fine. Okay, that I will accept that point. Yeah. Also, okay. This is also. I mean, you don't know this world, but you know there were there, there was a world that existed before internet and smartphones. Um, so you had to keep some like important shit in there. I'm Mainly not thirteen. <laughs> I know, but I was around before like there were smartphones and internet and shit. Yeah, but do you remember that world? Vaguely. <laughs> okay, I definitely remember a world before smartphones. It sounds like, what's that from uh, the the uh, Dark Knight Rises? He's like, ah, oh, you think darkness is your ally? Well, I was born <laughs> in it. It's like, you merely adopted it. I was born in it. That's what Joe sounds like right now. <laughs> um, that's, that's not far off. Bullshit, man. The, the the struggle to find something to beat off to besides your memory was. Oh man, that was don't even get me started. Printing off printing off pictures from my mom's computer that oh, I could save shit. for later. Black and oh, white pictures had... of, of not even like not even like dirty porn, just like naked. Sorry, Laura, just like naked celebrities. No, it's fine. I'm I'm I I've heard all this before. It's it's not that it's shocking or upsetting to me. I'm just. I, I know. I know. I'm so sorry that you, like, made whatever 30s dudes had such a hard time getting porn. It was tough. This is our, I, this is, I, this is our walking uphill in the snow. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes, that's what it is. That's what you're going to be telling, like, fucking grandkids and shit in, like, 60 years. Yeah. Shit, I mean, in my day, in my day, to look at a naked woman, I had to guess the Showtime passcode thing, and it was still all staticky. Yeah. I used to well, have I mean, to watch a purple boob on a squiggly TV. <laughs> Scrambled porn. No, okay, so my <laughs> genius idea, like I, uh, I got some stereo equipment from my uncle or whatever, and I had, you know, back in the day, there was like you had different components. You know, you have your receiver and your 
your tape player and a CD player, and you know, you'd all plug them into the receiver. It's actually pretty cool, like old analog uh, audio stuff. But what I used to do is I would um, have the squigglies playing, but I'd have it like the AV plugged into my tape recorder and record the sounds from uh, the squiggly channels. And then I would have it on tape. And then when it was time to beat off, um, I would you know be able to have the sounds there. That was like fucking oh, see? Uh, mind-blowing. It was blowing something. Something was blowing. Something. Yeah, uh, that was that was a fucking game changer. Did the same thing, but I recorded the squiggly lines, and then whenever a boob would pop up, I just pause it. You know, there you go, purple boob. That's go. what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, and these fucking kids nowadays, they can literally just Google this shit. Uh, well, Bing, um, to you. Sorry, Bing. Yes, yeah. Joe is very firm on the fact that Bing is a better form yes. of search engine. Firm is it, the it is proper way to. You did you did teach me that. Yeah, there's you can find porn anywhere nowadays, and it's yes. definitely not the same as a as like little thirteen year old you guys. Had to These go kids on. got it so easy. Yeah, God. And there's oh. the joke in there with being so hard, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to talk about thirteen year olds being know. hard. Besides myself, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I got caught. I got caught once. Not like. Did you ever, did you ever, were you ever like watching it and then they came home and then you're like, shit. And then you like turn the computer off real fast and then they turn it on, turn it on. Like you're like, oh, blue screen. No, because we didn't have a computer. Okay. Uh, well, but did it didn't I, happen with a videotape once. Did I ever tell uh, you the time I caught my brother? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, but let's hear the story. Hi, Chris. Okay. okay so yeah, he's there. I'm like, going gonna... to. Already... I'm going to let you guys talk about that while you're talking about it. Okay. Tell the story. Okay. So I came home one day and I think he was, he, it was like, he was probably like 13. And do you, do you you remember the house at all? Yeah. There used to be like a sunroom. Like an extra like sunroom. Okay. So I walked, that's where the computer was. I walk into the house and I walk um, out there. My brother's sitting out there in front of the computer, but the computer's off. And he's just sitting there staring at it like, like kind of like looking at it like all nervous and stuff like that. Like just like, uh, uh, and I was like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. I was like, okay, do you mind if I get on there? He's like, yeah, no problem. And so he goes over and then goes into the living room, which is next door. And he starts watching like, I don't know, like SpongeBob or some shit like that. So I turn the computer on and the computer gets that blue screen. And I was like, what the fuck? What was going on here? And I was like, wait a second. I've, I've been here before. <laughs> I used to do this when my mom came home. Uh, Wait, how do you force the blue screen? Like uh, on Windows, where you if you if you uh, uh, turn the power off from the computer, that blue screen comes up. Like you started the computer. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it uh, shut down probably yeah, like, last night. Yeah, exactly that one. Because I've yeah I've done that before when you're like oh shit oh shit oh shit like you're trying to like exit out of the porn real fast but it's just not happening yeah. on this old ass computer so anyway so I, tr- I the, press the power button the computer boots up and I am like okay well let's check out the history <laughs> so I go into the history and um it's like lesbians and fucking lesbians and this lesbians and that just a bunch of lesbian stuff I was like well I mean that's good for him I guess and so I was like okay. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna He's do a thing. favor, and so I go. I walk over because I got I got caught, like 
Like, I, they found out, I didn't erase the history, and I got in, like, big trouble for it. So I go over to, I go over to him. Like, he still watches cartoons. I'm like, hey, man, um, I don't care what you're looking at. It's fine. I don't, honestly don't care. I'm just letting you know, if you do look at anything, make sure you erase the history. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, you're still stone-faced. <laughs> like, yeah, not looking at me at all either. Just straight ahead. I'm like, I'm like, that's fine. I'm just letting you know, just whatever you do, just erase the history. Just trust me. Just, I don't, I'm not going to tell him like, oh yeah. But yeah, just erase the history. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like still, I'm like, I, I, I feel like a mentor. Yeah. Because he never got caught. That's, that's good. I mean, that's a good life lesson for anything. Yeah, you know, erase your history. Be, be, be aware of your history and mm-hmm. erase it, you know, when needed. Exactly. Yeah, and searching dirty stuff like Bing is the way to go for this. Like, you're not going to get much on Google. <laughs> or if you don't want to encounter it, definitely don't go to Bing. Yeah. Because you will there. <laughs> yes. If you're trying to avoid porn while searching porn, <laughs> don't go to Bing. Uh, okay, so back yeah. to the, the movie. Uh, so yeah. they show, show up at the FBI offices. Jane Lynch tries to help them uh, see, uh, find out where the bomb might be. So she ends up find, uh, the wolf head ends up identifying Union Station as the bomb target. The wolf uh, gets on a motorcycle, heads into a tunnel as a fellow gorilla follows in a van. SWAT team heads into Union Station where, while the homeless guy is in the ba- bathroom attempting to open the briefcase. Back at the FBI offices, wolf head is doing, uh, like, trying to, like, look guilty for ratting out her husband. Her face is kind of like, eh, we'll see what happens. And so she asks Jane Lynch if she can show her to the bathroom. She tries to get Mephesto to come with her, but he refuses. And she does like a hand, the hand slapping thing to him. And everyone's like, chill out. He can stay with me. And the, the second she tried to grab him and he's like, nah, like even before the hand slappy explosion thing. But as soon as she's like grabbing him to go to the bathroom, I'm like, okay. The first time I watch this, I'm like, okay, this is obviously something is up because... That's she's like very grabby. Like, oh, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom. Let me yank along my son. Like, See, okay, she 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 knows something. She's up to something. Let me notice stuff like this. I like, definitely noticed that. Well, that was the second. I've been suspicious of her before, but that was the that was the point where I'm like, oh, okay, yes, 100, something is happening. Sketch. She started being sketched the first time that she was telling Arnold about like where she met her husband and their kid that died and stuff. Like that was the first point where I'm like, okay, never, she she might be sketched. But and then there was the the kid's toy going through the um the metal detector. And I was like, ooh, something is up with that dinosaur. Just because it but, showed but, it like going through. Yeah, it was very like shot on it, and yeah. then its eye blinked or something. I'm like, okay, well they're pointing that out for something. But yeah, when she tried to grab him to go to the bathroom, that's when I knew that she was just trying to throw shit up. See, I thought the dinosaur thing was just like a Jurassic Park reference along with the hat, <laughs> you know, just tying it all together. And um, then, and then, uh, fucking uh, Sam Neill in the background, in there, you're like, oh, they're making a reference. Yeah, Jurassic that Park. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it in the background. So that that makes sense. Oh, so uh, <laughs> so she leaves the kid with Arnold as she looks at the picture, or as he looks at a picture taken from the video the wolf sent in and notices the slapping motion that she just did to her son. 
like he all come together so he runs out of the room like he really really has to poop kind of it's kind of what it looks like yeah it's like two snakes yeah <laughs> they come together and then uh in the women's restroom uh wolfette punches out jane lynch breaks her neck steals her gun arnold realizes that she was the one that set up the bomb that killed his family runs towards her as she gets into an elevator and then neck punches the world's worst fbi agent <laughs> who falls on the ground and like i don't I, I can't get to the to the movie anymore because it's not like available anymore but i have a time code down for the noise he makes like, ah, 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 like on the ground i was like <laughs> he, he wasn't expecting to be in an elevator with somebody trying to kill people he was just in an elevator i feel bad for that poor guy he just, too, he, was riding, he just thought he was riding an elevator and then he just got really punched to the neck yeah maybe he's just like making. an administrative assistant or like the IT guy or some shit, you know? And like, like not actually an agent. Yeah. <laughs> Just gets throat punched. Uh, by the way, she actually was in the beginning of the movie. Did you guys go back and look at all? No, didn't even notice it. Because like She's how too they, late. they uh showed like a little oh, so flashback they have that, thing. That flashback with the like, yeah. blonde wig or yeah. something. Yeah, I I didn't go back to look at it, but I saw it in the. I, I looked back and she's in it but she's that's not like that scene it's him just walking by and she's in the background so it's nothing like yeah. like it, how they showed it but so casey jones find, finds jane lynch heads downstairs as arnold realizes there's a bomb hidden in mephesto's dinosaur so he runs in the room shouting there's a bomb in here and then tosses the bomb out the window that like just before it, or just as it explodes casey but he jones, breaks the window with a briefcase that's so <laughs> impressive like throw the brief briefcase break the window then throw the dinosaur it was good timing good timing those briefcases are that's why that homeless guy stole it just in case just in case he needed to break a window to not die by a bomb yeah yeah so i mean fair point it it worked so exactly so casey jones reaches the lobby just as uh wolfette arrives in the elevator but she shoots him in the head because he just starts firing all like willy-nilly into the elevator once he gets in there he does he's just like let me out like eight shots without even seeing her and then she's like one shot does her in the forehead yeah <laughs> well and then if that guy was still standing up like if she didn't knock him down he just would have blown the hell out of that seriously guy. he would yeah he would have hit him yeah he, he collateral damage though bro it's just collateral damage. so damage. arnold manages to open the elevator shaft and then uses his fucking belt to slide down the cables he then Which is awesome what if he wasn't wearing a belt that day but it took on off his pants and slid him slid down with his yeah. pants. All right, fair enough. Yeah, so, she's, she's like, ah, move so, a bird. He starts chasing her down the building until they arrive at a tunnel where she hops onto the wolf's motorcycle and they speed away. But Arnold closes the gate so they end up having to drive back. And then, like, I know they shot this before 9-11, but it just seems like the way, like, he just grabs the axe all of a sudden was, like, a very, like, yeah, fuck yeah, like, firefighter, like, trip. He's like, all right. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, that was get like an American hero thing. Yeah, exactly. So he and you think, him. like, he's he's a lifelong firefighter, but how many fucking fires has he started in this goddamn movie? <laughs> like, in the Columbian Village, like, or the cocaine plant, you know, he blows a bunch of shit up, like, he starts another fire here. It's like, dude, are you a firefighter or, like, a fire pro? No, he intentionally sets a lot of fires. Yeah, what would be a, a fire hippie? I don't know. Uh, the the jail was, was not him, but uh, the mansion and I know there was one more. Oh, the the mansion yeah. and the then when plant. he blows up the wolf's thing. 
Yeah, with the grenade. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but then, but then when the uh, when Casey Jones came back and blew up all that shit, that wasn't his fault. He was just around for that. Oh, I know. I'm just saying he for a guy who calls himself a firefighter. That's he's, true. He's, but you know, sometimes like guys, you know, are fighters. They gotta find people to fight. So maybe he's just true. like, he's like, I gotta create my own fire and then fight it. Uh, so I gotta, I gotta challenge myself. So there was one of my biggest pet peeves in the entire movie right around here, and I, I can't get around it. Maybe you guys can help me get some like retcon in my head. Why aren't either of them wearing helmets? Because <laughs> they're terrorists? I, I, I might be able to give her a pass because she like just runs up and jumps on when they go. But even they, they like chill for like three seconds after she's on the bike before they go. That's enough time to put on a helmet. Well, but they, he has no excuse. He has absolutely no excuse. He was just chilling there on a motorcycle and did not put on a helmet. Maybe, okay. And it comes back to bite them in the ass. I mean, they they, they get injured and shit. They would have been they would have been in better a uh, better form to keep fighting if they were wearing a helmet. Helmet safety is important. Maybe he, he wasn't sure that she'd recognize him, yeah. so he's like, "I better not wear a helmet. She might not realize it's me in this tunnel." Well, then that says a lot of other things about both of them, but none of those are good. No, no here's what happened. So he's like, "I need you to get me a motorcycle," and he's like, "Done. Here's a motorcycle." But he didn't. He didn't tell him to get him a helmet. You know. What if he like oh, so gets him a helmet? It's just not. Yeah. Like all there. They didn't come prepared. You know. Like, what if he gives him a helmet? And he's like, "What am I, a fucking loser? Like, you think I'm weak? You fucking think I'm dork. weak because I need a helmet? Yeah, <laughs> dork. I'm not a fucking um, dork. Hey, yeah. Give me a snake. Somebody over here. Give me a snake. <laughs> Let me throw it down this guy's throat. He thinks I need a helmet. Maybe maybe spend all his money on that bomb. Oh, I'm also not going to say. I'm not convinced that uh, the wolf can drive anything with four wheels because we can drive things with two and three wheels. It's true. <laughs> the tricycle is my favorite. I love that he had a bop, bop, like hop tricycle. Okay, so. <laughs> <That's my favorite. laughs> okay, so Arnold he punches some uh, the gas lines and he yells, "It's because... over!" As Wait, they're why heading does... back. How... How does he punch the gas lines? What did he find? The axe. What magical weapon? Magical weapon that was put in his hands. What was it? It's a fire axe. An axe. Because he's a firefighter. Sorry. It's just... It should have had like a halo from God or something. He's just like... That that would have been good if it lit up the axe. And he's like... Like, here here is your fire axe. Not even just a regular axe. It has the pick thingy on the end so you could hit the the pipes. Her, if they really Hercules. wanted, they really wanted to drive it home. They would have said like, "NY or uh, FDNY over it." You're like, "Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah." Anyway, I, he's like, "It's over to them," and she, uh, she, uh, which they can somehow hear despite being on a motorcycle. That's probably even louder in a tunnel. And yeah. so she's yeah. like, "It's never over," and starts firing the gun, which ignites the gas and which explodes, and everyone's knocked down from the explosion. So. He hides under, he ends up hiding under this, like, stair thing, which, for some reason, stairs that don't have anything covering it can help, which, whatever. Uh, but he goes back to check on the wreckage. They're, they're, they both start attacking him, which ends with Arnold throwing her into a panel, electrocuting her and killing her. Yeah. Well, see, and the, the weird thing is, electric and fire are, are neutral against each other, so I, I'm not really sure how that would happen. Yeah. Well, he's, he's the dual type. 
Well, he oh. knows he knows that electricity hurts people because he got shocked by a taser. So he's like, oh, it's if true. I throw her into that, it's going to, you know, it'll probably hurt. Okay. Yeah. So the wolf starts beating him with a muffler, which, yeah. Sure. <laughs> then also, Buzz... they, they, all have, they have all their hair, even though they just went through the explosion. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's lots of eyebrows still yeah. going They're going to turn it in to make him, like, make him look like Farm Marshal Bill when they all come out. Of <laughs> 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 Let me tell you something. So... He busts out his phone uh, and begins dialing in order to set off the second bomb. He then asks Arnold, yeah. so when are you going to kill me? Which, man, like, this dude is just all about setting up Arnold for lines. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they're fucking Abbott and Costello or something like that. Like, with the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Arnold's yeah. like, no! No! at him, killing him, and then hangs up the cell phone trigger. Also, like, dude, just get fucking, like, speed dial. Like, I had those <laughs> phones yeah. back in the day. You held the number five and it dialed something. Or just hit five and send and it dialed something. He's got like five, five, five. He took like three seconds uh, to hit each number. Oh, one? He's, he's trying to, he's trying to drive home a point. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's, like, it's very very emphatic dialing. Yeah. Yeah. And he dials like the wrong number and it's like some random person. He's like, oh, wait, here. Not your bomb. <laughs> yeah, a little while later, we see him leaving the building. With the FBI outside just being useless as fuck. He then takes Mephesto, gets in a car, and leaves as the shitstorm ends. <laughs> the end. Yeah, you have to have the replacement son. Replacement yeah. son is key. The replacement yeah. son? He just takes a kid. Yeah, Mephesto is like replacing Arnold's dead Oh, son. yeah, yeah, yeah. Replacement. I mean, and at first you think, at first you think maybe he's like replacement wife and son, but then she turns out to be, you know, awful. So she's like, all right, I'm just going to replace my dead child with this child. His parents are dead. My kid is dead. I like how he just takes them. He's hey. like, yeah, he's yeah. mine now. Yeah. Yeah. You're mine. Come here. You belong to me now. Uh, I yeah, how... I heard that in the notes, actually. <laughs> I wonder the if... Line. You are mine. You belong to me now. <laughs> I wonder if when Arnold signs to him, the kid like reads it in his accent. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, the first time we watched this, I went, I, I went on a whole like tangent about like what kind of sign language is this because I I know a little bit of ASL, American Sign Language, as I took it in high school because I thought Spanish would be useless growing up in Southern California. <laughs> Choice me. I and then I took a little bit in, in college, and, but that's that's American Sign Language. And I know there's British Sign Language, and I know there's like a, a kind of general universal one. But I have to imagine that there's a Spanish Sign Language. And but how how specific does that get? Because there's lots of different kinds of Spanish. So I I, I was wondering what kind of sign language that that the kid actually uses. Did you look it up? Because that would be a. I did. I, I did, and I didn't really find anything. Okay, I was gonna say that that would that would, seems like it would be a pain in the ass to find out. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> okay, so there's like a couple of quick little trivia things. First off, Arnold never... Okay, so Arnold never fires a gun in the movie, which I found interesting. It's the only thing hmm. about that. Yeah, because um, he's a firefighter. He, he, wait, did firefighters not fire guns? They throw axes. Right? No, but he's like... I mean, they hey, don't have guns in general. Like, it's not part of their uniform. Yeah, but they're like, you know, what if he made a movie where Arnold is like a firefighter so instead of like shooting guys like kill some axes and stuff I'm like all right now 
much. Yeah, and we'll see if we Yeah. Your favorite favorite line from the movie? Um, I, I think my favorite is ask for Canadian bacon, get a German sausage. <laughs> yeah. I think that's my favorite. Um for me there's not a lot of good like Arnold lines in it, which yeah. is makes it less of an Arnie movie and more just a movie. But I mean I guess it's like kid when he's like, Well maybe see me do my Kobe Bryant slam dunk. Yeah, but there's really not like a lot of there's not any of the like classic Arnold pen lines like no yeah. mine was definitely there's a bomb in here just because <laughs> of the way he says it though yeah yeah I mean That's like nice. if they were trying you know we had the same thing with Eraser they kind of threw in a couple but you know like here have a seat like they didn't have this one yeah. made by his ear off like lend me your ear you know like <laughs> could have used like some of that shit uh but. Okay, so now we're going to go to the kill count part. Uh, we're going to take a guess whoever gets closest wins, and eventually whoever gets six W's in this section gets a six-pack from everybody else that's been on the show. We'll work out the details later, you know. So, hey, you listeners, don't worry about it too much, all right? Just enjoy the show. All right, Laura, what do you got? 87. Aaron? 25. All right, I went with 57. And, and it the is... number is 76. Oh. Woohoo! That's me. Yeah. All right. Congratulations. Good job. That's one. All right. And now we're going for the rankings. Uh, this is how many ions you would pump on a set of one to five. So this is strictly Arnold movies. This isn't uh, movies in general because then you would just pump five ions no matter what each time. Um like every movie would be a five iron pump. Uh, so, Aaron, how many irons would you pump for this movie? Two. Gotta be two. You pump two irons. Laura, how about how you guys? Did you pump? I would pump two and a half irons. Two and a half. So you'd like bring it up, but then somebody would have to grab it away. Okay. No, either I just bring it up halfway and then bring it down, which honestly takes possibly more strength, but. Regardless, yeah, yeah. I, I would come to and have irons. It's not a full rep, but yeah, it's not zero. Uh, yeah, I'd have to pump two irons as well. This movie actually was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, kind of the narrative like shifts over the plate. Uh, you know, it's not just kind of your generic like three act thing. I mean, it might be in the grand scale, but it kind of took some twists and turns that I didn't expect. Um, so it was actually better than I expected it to be. I thought this one was going to be a one iron pumped, uh, but I'll bump it up to a two. It's honestly, you could probably replace Arnold with like Bruce Willis and I don't think it did <laughs> too much damage to the movie because yeah. there's not much Arnieism in it, you know, uh-uh. it's, it's, I mean, I can't think of one, like he doesn't kill a guy and say something hilarious, you know? Like yeah, there's, there's not there's no that, stick that, around. That yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's no stick around. Um, you know, uh, and I don't always want him to be like a super badass soldier, but you know, uh, I think a large appeal of a lot of Arnold movies is just that they're fun, and this one, and this isn't necessarily criticism on the movie itself. 
but just how it's not very much of an Arnie movie. It's not that fun, you know? There's not just like a bunch of, like, yeah, fuck yeah, get him, you know? Yeah. Fucking yeah. break that guy's spine or some shit, you know? It's a little it's more just realistic. Really happens, really. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually not a bad movie. Um, okay. So. okay, so on... Would you put it above Eraser or like at number... As far as... We only have two for right now. But would you put it at number one or two as far as this and Eraser? Like which would. one would you put above the other? I'd put this one above Eraser. Uh, it's tough. What do you, what do you say? <laughs> I, I would only put Eraser above this one because it's didn't depress me. <laughs> like this... I, I don't even know which one's... there. It's not like Eraser's a better movie. It's just like... It's more like... I don't know. Okay, so I think for me, as far as movies go, uh, I think this one is a little better than Eraser. But as far as Arnold movies goes, which is the only real rating, the, you know, that's that's basically what I was saying. Yes. Yeah, uh, I would put Eraser above this one. So Eraser is a better Arnold movie. Okay. Well, so, anything else? Anything? Yeah, I'd like to plug this other podcast I was on. It's called You All Every Potty. It's about the show Lost, featuring some people you might recognize from this podcast, including Aaron and Erica. It's great. Check it out. Yeah, it's fun. We talk about Lost. It's fun. Any yeah. any uh, website stuff? Um, yeah, you can find us on thepotty.net. You can email us at see you at thepotty.net. So do that. Okay, so, well, thanks for listening. Uh... That's all for now, but I guess we'll get the party reached up.